Introducing Spectacle, the ultimate eyewear experience. We offer a carefully curated collection of logo-free frames, so the focus is on you. We're located at 505 Tremont Street in Boston's historic South End neighborhood. Keep in mind that we only look expensive. Hope to see you soon, and enjoy the day. What did you say? It's time to talk about the people that support this show. Let me tell you something. I have two great supporters of this podcast that I want to tell you about. One is Joe's Albums. Joe has two great locations. One's in downtown Worcester, Massachusetts at 317 Main Street, and the other is at 5 Market Street in Northampton, Massachusetts. Both stores are totally cool. The people that work there will help you find whatever you're looking for. And if you can't find what you're looking for there, go over to joesalbums.com. You can geek out in a major way and find anything you want. Well, maybe not anything, but a lot of stuff, all right? And I also got to tell you about Baby Loves Tacos, who have been with me on this podcast since day one. Baby Loves Tacos is located in the beautiful Bloomfield section of Pittsburgh, PA, at 4508 Liberty Avenue. These guys serve up some of the best tacos, burritos, bowls, and other yummy Mexican-style treats. And let me let, let me let you in on a little secret here. I used to work there, and I used to make some of the stuff, so I know how good it is. Otherwise, I wouldn't have ate it. The recipes are fantastic. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area or you're just traveling through, stop by and say hi to Zach and the rest of the crew over there. Tell them Twisted Rico sent you. Matter of fact, tell Joe's albums Twisted Rico sent you too. Baby Loves Tacos, where everybody eats.
Okay, it's going to get serious this week. Welcome to Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. I'm your host, Steve Ricardo. That lovely tune you just heard was called Out the Window from the band Harker, H-A-R-K-E-R. Because, you know, sometimes my mass accent makes it sound like Haka. It's Harker. <laughs> they hail from Brighton in the United Kingdom, which is described, by the way, as a seaside resort and one of the two main areas of the city of Brighton and Hove in the county of East, East Sussex, I hopefully said that right, England, and located about 40-something miles south of London. That's for all you Americans out there that never paid attention in your geography class. You want more on Brighton? I got more. Some of the bands that have come from that region include the Kooks, British Sea Power, the Go Team. Those are all cool bands. And also, it's the birthplace of David Gilmore, Nick Cave, and the great Kate Blanchett. I'm not kidding. Uh, why am I telling you all this? I think you probably know. Because today, we're going to play you a conversation that we had with Lewis and Matt from Harker, did I say Lewis? Louis. Louis being the guitarist and Matt the drummer. Pleasant couple of lads, if I might say so. So uh, stick around. Uh, interviews coming shortly. Uh, you heard me mention Kate the Great Blanchett. Fantastic actress, by the way. I love her. Did you happen to see her up on stage with Sparks in the clips from the Glastonbury Festival? Ah. Uh, I wasn't there. You might not have been there either, but all the clips are on YouTube. She joined the band Sparks on stage just to basically dance around. And it was absolutely fantastic. The clip is on YouTube. I highly recommend it. Probably one of the highlights of the festival. Of course, Blondie was there and Glenn Matlock is on bass with Blondie. So I had to check that out. That was good. And there were a lot of Herald performances that took place by the Foo Fighters, Elton John, Queens of the Stone Age. I didn't hear anybody say anything good about Guns N' Roses, though. I know they played. Seriously, without uh, hurting anyone's rock and roll feelings, who actually gives a flying fuck about Axl Rose? I don't. Um, I'd rather talk about Kate Blanchett. <laughs> there were a couple other bands that I saw clips of that looked real interesting. Los Bichos, really interesting band for sure. And the Nova Twins, another band you got to check out. Cool. And of course, we have to mention that Rick Astley was there. He seems to have resurrected his career since that clip of him playing with the Foo Fighters emerged a little while back. Never going to give you up, Rick Astley. All right. I've rambled on enough here. What do you say? Listen to the interview I did with Louie and Matt from the band Harker. Uh, we had a few audio issues with Matt's connection up front, but we worked it out as we made our way through. So bear, bear through those little glitches here and there and enjoy the interview with Louie and Matt from Harker. Yep. Welcome to Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico, gentlemen. <laughs> hey. Hello. It's funny. I was That's just talking to, I was just talking to someone in Wales, like about a week ago, Mike Peters from the alarm. So I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you remember the alarm. Yeah. Uh, he has a new, they have a new record coming out 
So I've been like talking to English people a lot lately, which is great, man, because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> without England, there would be no rock and roll. Well, you know, we'll give Chuck Berry and uh, Little Richard and a few of those guys some credit, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's, interesting, it's interesting how they that Louie's doing the interview because you've only been in the band what, since like October or something. Yeah, I think I joined, sort of, well, probably around December. Um, and then we've just been rehearsing kind of since then, been getting up to speed. But I've known um, Phoebe and Mark for probably a few months before then. We all used to work together. So, um, but yeah, I was like, I've, I've kind of, I thought it'd be a good pers perspective to have myself and Matt. Yeah. And then, then you've got new guy. I'm going to ask... I'm going to ask a lot of questions about the early days. So Matt will probably end up answering a lot of the earlier questions, but yeah, I always, I always like to know, like are you guys from Brighton? Did you grow up in Brighton? Yeah. So I, I, I didn't. In... Sorry, Matt. Sorry, you, you go. No, you go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I grew up in Lewis, which is just outside of Brighton. Um, so I grew up in the area. And you, and you, um, Matt, I, you, you. I'm not from Brighton. I, I, um, I'm from Guernsey in the Channel Islands. Um, so it's kind of a little island between England and France. Okay, so I can't ask you guys I, about. Yeah, this. Moved. So I can't ask you if the song "Brighton Rock" by Queen is actually has anything to do with Brighton at all. Then <laughs> <laughs> probably does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm guessing is, it's like the film. Yeah. <laughs> did did Mark and Phoebe grow up in uh, the Brighton area? Um. Yeah. So I think they. Um. Yeah. Sort of Brighton and the surrounding areas. Um. They definitely grew up here. So. Yeah. It's kind of like the suburbs of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. Yeah. I know. Um. Maybe Phoebe like moved around a bit, and Mark's from Lansing, which is like just a short drive. So, um, oh. but yeah, I know they both grew up pretty locally. So, I was doing a little research on Brighton, and some of the bands that I found that were from there were the that I knew: the Poison Girls, the Kooks, the Go Team. But Kate Blanchett is from Brighton, and so isn't David Gilmore and Nick Cave. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Which nice. is pretty pretty cool. I like um, Kate Blanchett. She's she's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. I've I've um I've seen. I don't know if Nick Cave lives here still, but I used to see him around. Just sort of, I walked past the Starbucks and he was just sitting out there by himself one day. And it's just like Cave, and like, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to you don't want to go you don't want to go up and annoy him or anything like. Um, not that I'm like a big Nick Cave fanatic, so I wouldn't know what to say, but yeah. <laughs> the birthday party. Well, yeah, was, I was going to say the birthday party, you know, when they came out, they were really popular in college radio in the States, you know, and then his solo career, of course, took off. Um, yeah. Let's tell me about how the band started, um, Matt, and, and, you know, when you guys got together, which I think was, I mean, I know that you had a single in 2014, Gasping for Air. Was it just before that that the band formed? So I, um, I'm actually 
haven't been with the band since like the very beginning, which is <laughs> like I I joined in 2016, so I wasn't on drums like the whole way. Um, but yeah, they so Mark, um, our lead guy, like started doing just acoustic um, by himself, and then gradually formed had like a almost like a backing band um this is gonna be like 2014 2013 2014 mm -hmm. kind of time so yeah that's that's around when they did gasping for air and like a couple of eps um so like i can't really speak for that kind of time um but i did that was around the sort of time I I met Mark, but I never really saw the band live. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I knew, know Gasping, Gasping for. I knew he. I knew he started off doing mostly acoustic stuff before he the band actually got together. Um, so Discord, yeah. Discordance is the album that you pretty much played on when you started with the band. No yeah. Discordance. Um, no discordance, yeah. So um I joined like um it was kind of early yeah, twenty sixteen and as soon as I joined it was just um we were working on the first album. So um yeah, from the get go pretty much like I joined and they had the first session booked and um yeah, and then I think no discordance that came out in twenty eighteen yes um so and like i'd never really i've been i've been in like other bands since i was quite young but um never been in a band that was sort of doing as much as this you know i'd never really done like a a tour or like been away to europe and um so yeah it was kind of like a shock to just like join and start immediately doing an album and we went away and did a tour so yeah it was a lot of fun yeah that you guys developed a pretty huge fan base with that record it got a lot of reviews and there were a lot of comparisons to a lot of american bands like the menzingers and story so far and i was telling um Louis, before you came on, that you guys remind me of like a Discord band, you know, Discord Records, you know, like I worked with Dag Nasty and I, I hear a little Dag Nasty. I hear some, you know, but, you know, you guys get a lot of comparisons. And does that bother you that the band gets compared to so many other bands? Not really. Like, um, I think it's great that we remind you of uh, Discord bands like um, that's exactly um the kind of thing we're going for like not not as in like trying to rip anyone off but um like um mark said like the last show we did like that literally came out of mark's band the sound engineer was like what kind of style are you and he was like oh yeah discord kind of stuff so it's cool that you pick up on that and um <clears throat> yeah i didn't realize he worked with uh dag nasty that's that's pretty cool i actually put the field yeah. the field day record you know because I, I used to run giant records you know so that's you know i didn't the first two records with dave smalley on the first record and then uh wig out at denko's 
I was a fan of those records. Yeah. And then when they wanted to try something yeah. different, I knew Doug Carrion from The Descendants because I worked with them when I was at Enigma Records too. So the whole thing came together and Field Day was like a very commercial record for them, you know, but it, it, it either people loved it or hated it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know um, that one as, as much. I know, can I say the most, that's going to be one of my favorite albums, I think, but um yeah i it doesn't it's not weird when people compare us um that's kind of people's way of putting their own finger on our sound so um i think it's nice that we remind people of other things they like sort of things so yeah i read this (laughs) i read this one review and this writer wrote no discord Discordance, I have trouble saying that word. No discordance. Transit transits from plain melodic punk rock to a completely different dimension with gradual additions of emo, shoegaze, pop punk, skate punk, post-hardcore, grunge, and indie rock. That's a lot of genres thrown into one description. So I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hear all that, but you know, writers always hear different things, you know. Oh, it just cover all yeah. the bases, basically. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much, they did. Um, yeah. uh, Axiom uh, came out in two, 2021, and I think that's an excellent album. Uh, everything seemed to just come together for the band. Uh, Sigh of Crows is a brilliant song. I like adulthood. The track I really like, and you guys ended up doing it at that live at Sea South Sea Sound, was Mariah. Did I say that yeah. right, Mariah? That track, just, Mariah, yeah, yeah. You're, the drumming, very good on that track, and you know the heavy guitar. It reminds me of kind of like Mission of Burma. I don't know if you know that band where it's like noisy, and then all of a sudden it goes into like something real melodic. And I always like bands that can do that. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, the name rings a bell, but I, I can't say I've listened to them. Um, but it could be, you know, that might have been one of the influences um, on Mark, like writing the song or, you know, us forming it. But um, yeah, Mariah, that's a that's a fun one to play. Um, Louis's been um, rehearsing that with us, uh, you know getting to know our songs more and more recently right yeah i mean that's particularly uh it's probably the fastest song so i think when i was first learning it it was like oh god i've got to speed this up by about 10 times faster or something but it was yeah (laughs) is the current set that you're doing now that do you guys play a lot of the songs from the first two records um yeah yeah, i guess at the moment it's um it's because i've been sort of catching up and and learning the back catalog it's mainly kind of i suppose axiom heavy and then there's some new songs as well like the new singles and um i think we're doing two off the first album is that right matt yeah um yeah we're not doing as much from no discordance um yeah it's a lot of it is like Louis said, Axiom, and um, we've got sort of 
a bunch a bunch of new singles this year that we're kind of halfway through releasing. We've still got a couple more to come out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a mix. It's a mix of everything, I guess. We've was it a was it a difficult period for you guys? And this is more for Matt when the pandemic hit. You guys had you know no discordance. I'm seeing it better and better every time I say it. Uh, and actually, <laughs> there's this period in between there. Did that kind of like throw you guys off your game a little bit? Definitely. Yeah. Um, us and everyone and everything, like, um, it really hit us hard. Um, yeah, slowed everything right down. You know, obviously, with like the lockdowns, we couldn't tour. Um, but you know, apart from the shock or like lack of being able to play live, we just um, started using the time during the pandemic, like the lockdowns to just focus more on writing. And um, it helped us, I guess, like get better at demoing. Um, we we wrote all of um, Axiom, yeah, during the lockdown and it was we were just kind of like demoing and sending the tracks back and forth and you know forming them that way and but by the time it came to recording the album it was we'd already like done it a couple of times already so um yeah we so yeah and then axiom was done um i think later on in um the first year of the pandemic so uh that was when restrictions were kind of uh lifted a bit so things were still kind of strict but we were able to travel to leeds which is where we recorded um and get it done and then obviously yeah more lockdowns happened after that so <laughs> tony was still with you when you were during that period correct yeah yeah that's right yeah um yeah i don't want to we don't have to spend a lot of time on it but i was just curious because i heard different reasons did he just did he just get tired of touring and he just didn't want to play in a band anymore or did he go to another band or um yeah it was it was mainly just um so he'd been in the band since the very beginning um along with mark and um, I think just like over time, um, I think it got a bit draining for him and ended up, you know, tours were becoming more and more difficult. And, um, you know, he was, um, he was like a, a bit older than the rest of us and, you know, had done a lot with the band and I think he just wanted to step back and not do it, yeah. So it was his, um, yeah, he just reached the point where he had to kind of pick and it was his decision just to say, look, I, don't, I can't really do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't see any of this on your Bandcamp page or uh, anywhere else that I did research on the band. So I'm not positive, but is he on the live at the South Sea Sound record or not? Like who plays guitar on yeah, that? Yeah, he is. That, is. that is Tony. That is Tony. Yeah, 
yeah he was um i think he did everything up until um his last show with us was in i think july last year um so and we did that i can't this is the thing with the pandemic i like it all just blurs into one i can't remember when we did the session but yeah he's he's on that he's he was with us then so. believe me it was no different here in the states it was it was a nightmare man yeah. i was living in uh i live in the boston area and it was like lockdown for a while and we we were all going nuts. I had to quit drinking after the pandemic because I drank so much that I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't drink any more alcohol, man. Otherwise, I'm going to be a hundred percent. You know, I mean, it's so I get it. Yeah. It screwed every band up. Everybody's tour. Did you guys have touring plan during that time? Um, yeah, we did. We um, I don't know. Do you know the band Magnapop? Oh, I love yeah. Magna Pop. Ruthie, Ruthie was yeah. on my show. Ruthie Morris, yeah, really? I love them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we. So, when was it? We did a tour with Magna Pop in Europe, where we supported them, um, in late 2019, I think. I, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, they're great. Um, we had a lot of fun with them and uh so they and they asked us to go back because they had another one planned like the year later and yeah it just kept getting postponed and um moved each year and we didn't want to the thing is like when when it hit you know we didn't we stopped wanting to make new touring plans just because you didn't know um, yeah like everything um, even when they were like lifting restrictions, or whatever, and people were starting to tour again, like people were still getting sick and stuff getting cancelled. So we just kind of went, no, we're going to wait until like the bulk of this is gone until we actually do a tour. And we, we haven't done like a tour um, since. We've done kind of like bits and pieces and like one-offs, but um, yeah, we've been sort of, putting off like doing like a a week or a couple of weeks somewhere just but yeah i think you know now's gonna be the time where we start doing that like this year and next year so i have yeah. every magna pop record i love that band they're like one of yeah. my favorites when bob mold started working with them years ago from husker do it kind of the band became really popular and then when they took a long break i was uh disappointed and then when i heard when they came back and they were going to europe Rick, did you guys talk to them about possibly coming to the states um maybe a little bit but um there wasn't like a um they, they were really nice and welcoming and i can't remember like any talks of like actually doing a tour but you know that would be like we'd be open to it but yeah, yeah I mean, they were just uh, they're, they're a little older really... than you. Yeah, they're a little older than you guys are too. You know, because they've been around for a while. I mean, I yeah. think I first saw them in uh, God, it must have been the late eighties. You know, mm. wow, that's yeah. that's really fun. I totally forgot that you guys played with them. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. So um, we got to get Louie in this conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, so Louie. <laughs> yeah, so Louie, um, you joined the band in the summer of twenty twenty two. 
Um, no, it's sort of more later than that, really. So probably December, I think, maybe. Mm. Um, so I'd, I'd been aware of the band, um, just sort of gigging around Brighton and being aware of the name of Harker and may have done like been on the same bill or something like that, but I was sort of aware of them and then, um, had heard the Axiom album, but um, but yeah, it wasn't until I think December when we kind of got together, really. What was it like when you first started rehearsing with the band? Did you feel it? Did you feel like you seemingly just fell right into place, <laughs> or was it difficult at first? It was weird, actually. It was quite, um, I think for me, I've been in bands for years, but I haven't actually had to kind of audition or learn other people's songs and so it's a bit kind of something I wasn't really that hadn't done for a while and I think that first rehearsal it was like you know how's this gonna go I was, I was probably a bit nervous and then um yeah just seemed you know after a few run-throughs just seemed to kind of click and by the end of the rehearsal I was like oh yeah this this feels feels good for me you know yeah, Matt and Phoebe are really locked in as a rhythm section, so that must have made it a little easier for you having them. Oh yeah, you got they're both really good musicians. Phoebe's an excellent bass player. I'm sure you realize that you play with her, and Matt's a great drummer. So did that make it a lot easier for you? Yeah, I mean, if anything, it just because uh, they're such a tight unit, and obviously they've played together for years. Uh, if anything, it was a bit like, oh, going to have to up my game here, just because. You know they're they're so tight, so it's you know you don't want to be um, you've got to fit in and you've got to be as tight as they are. So it's good. It's kind of a, like a fun challenge. Uh, does Mark write all the songs? He um, well, he a lot of the kind of like starting ideas come from him. Um, so I would say. The bulk of it, yeah, but over over time, it's been um, more and more like collaborative kind of thing. Is it um, like he writes the lyrics and you guys write the music together, or something like that, or do you both work on yeah, the lyrics it, and the music? Yeah, it's it's a mixture. Like um, he writes all the lyrics, and he'll usually do. It'll be the classic sort of starting. He'll have like a a riff or a chord progression or he'll have like a the skeleton of a song uh, you know varies sort of how much he'll bring to the table um to start with um so yeah it's kind of different from song to song but yeah as i said like over time it's just become more of a um an effort of like the all four of us um giving it the like the back and forth and working on it more when when louis came in did it feel comfortable for you for you from the start like did you feel like a resurgence come on yeah well i mean it was um yeah definitely like it was good to have another guitar again like <laughs> we um did you do some shows as a three-piece we did, yeah. We like not many. We did like two, as a three piece. <laughs> um, we like we we supported um, 
there's a European band called Spielbergs who, um, yeah, we supported them in Brighton and then we did like a, a festival in London, um, just lead guitarists, bless. And uh, so, yeah, it was good to um, bring Louis in and sort of be a four piece again. And, and yeah, I mean, I was impressed from the get go and the others were as well. And um, not only just in terms of like music, but just like us getting on well and um, all the other stuff he does for the band, he's like really, um, really impressed us. I've got to say, like, in were what you he does. were you familiar with Mules? Um, I hadn't. I've never. I have. I still haven't seen them, um, and I need to. So I'm kind of like kicking myself <laughs> for that. But I'd listened to a couple of um a couple of songs they released. So um yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed what I had. So So um, um in March you put out Wasting Time. You played on that, right, Louis? Uh Wasting Time. No, I so I think Mark had recorded all the guitar parts for that one. Yeah. So it was Out yeah. the Window the first song you played on? I think the first two I've actually recorded are the next two singles that are due to come out. So I think these these four tracks that we're bringing out over the year, it's very much a sort of transitional kind of bit by bit. So I think, um, so Wasting Time Out the Window, I'm not actually on, but... Um, Forgive me because none of this information is on the Bandcamp page. So whoever's doing the Bandcamp page, right. please list the names of the musicians on the songs. The producers get all the credit, but you don't know who plays what on what. But, but I'm sure that those songs came out in March and May. So I mean, wasting time. Yeah. Uh, once again, it reminded me of that late '80s american punk scene moving targets was another band that i wrote down that i really liked that you guys sound like i i love that song it, it it's uh i think that's the reason why i reached out to you guys actually uh because when i got the the e the message from mike the publicist and i heard that song i was like i remember that band this song's great let's get mm -hmm. them on the show so Maybe you can talk about this one a little bit, Matt, you know, wasting time. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mark had like a bunch of demos or ideas um, that he was like sending us towards, I guess, kind of like, I think it was before Tony left and we had these kind of new ideas in the bank but we weren't really working on them at the time. Um, sorry, my mind's just kind of pulled a blank. Um, Louis, you can yeah. like act like you were there when this all happened and tell us what happened, you know, if you want. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't there. You don't know what it was like. You don't know. Stressful time. No, it was yeah. What was I saying? Um, yeah, we like we had the ideas from Mark, and he kind of had the rough ideas for like wasting time and a few others. And um, yeah, during the time we were a three piece and we did those couple of shows, we 
um, book some time just to start. We just wanted to really get going again and start recording and playing more. So yeah, we did. Um, we did do a session. Um, recorded two of the new songs. Oh, just... out the window was that in the same session? Yeah, yeah, it was wasting time, and out the window we did just as a three piece. So Mark just did all the all the guitars, you know, um, showing off, and just. <laughs> I know. like the video in uh, for out the window. Good video. Well, yeah, Louis, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so that was um, put together by my mate Sam, who's the drummer in Mules. He's uh, a really talented photographer and video guy um and yeah i think mark had this idea of just having a really kind of claustrophobic sort of band video so we kind of recorded it in the uh, basement of the record shop that mark works in and um yeah sam just sort of put it together really quickly and easily and it was yeah really i think it's turned out really well actually yeah real good Real good. Mm. I like the track too. It's another melodic uh, punk song. Why don't we talk about what's going on in the future? Because I know you guys are going to Germany in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. What What's the deal with that? Is that a cruise? I think I saw. Yeah. So um. So there's this thing in Hamburg called Booze Cruise. Um, and it's like a it's a festival that's like across a few venues over there and i think i haven't been on the cruise but there is one where some of the bands play on uh but i didn't we like we played in i think 2018 we played booze cruise and um it was really hot <laughs> it's probably the hardest <laughs> gig i've played um so and yeah we're, we're going back i think um like the menzingers and flatliners and loads of other awesome bands are playing but um yeah it's it's kind of like a three-day thing have um, you been to hamburg before that was yeah um yeah we played it um like i think it was 2018 um we played the same thing i don't think we're playing the same venue this time but but yeah it was great i i haven't explored hamburg myself i think maybe mark and phoebe have before on another time but but yeah this will be the what, second time what are some of the other countries that you went to didn't you guys go to japan we did yeah how, how was japan uh for you for harker amazing just like unbelievable like uh i just felt like a little kid <laughs> like um yeah we went uh that was in 2019 i think we went we flew out on my birthday actually so and because of the time difference, my birthday lasted for like a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but but most of it was on the flight. <laughs> it sounds like a party, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was um it was just like something else. Um just amazing. Like everyone was really nice. Um the shows were all really busy. Um we know so we've got the contact there. His name is Kay, who deals with the um, production of our CDs. Um, and he kept saying to Mark, like, 
for a few years, like Harker should come over and play. And um, yeah, eventually just um, we sorted it out and it was just crazy. Yeah. Are there plans for you guys to go back to uh, Japan and some other territories? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about going back. Um, I don't know exactly when, but hopefully in the next next couple of years. But, you know, it all depends. We need to actually look into doing it first. But yeah, I'd love you, to go back. I know you just put these singles out. Is there a plan to do a have a full length album and these tracks will be included or is that going to be a whole separate thing for you? I think it's going to be a, a separate thing. So it's sort of, these are kind of four standalone tracks for this year. And then um, we're going to start on the next album sort of towards the end of this year and get it out for next year. And that's the sort of plan really. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I think I think these tracks will always be sort of standalone things, and that we might kind of do some more standalone singles further down the line, and maybe collate them on a on a collection later on. But I think that's the kind of rough plan. That's the trend these days, you know. A lot of bands are just releasing singles. How do you guys feel about that? Would you rather just do a full album, or do you like the idea of releasing, as you call them, standalone singles like that? Yeah, I prefer albums myself. Um, you know, I like vinyl records, albums, all that sort of stuff. But I suppose it's just the cost of making it. it just makes it it's so hard to kind of get the money together to kind of record an album. And um, you know, sometimes it's 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 quite good just to do one-off songs here and there, just to give something and show that you know what the band are currently doing. But yeah, personally, albums. Is, it, is, is there like a, a a label affiliation now? I mean, I know you guys have worked with Wiretap and some different labels. Are you actually signed to a label now, or are you just like look going to make new music and see what happens? Yeah, we're we're not signed. We just um, yeah, we've got a few labels that we put put the um releases out through. So yeah, Wiretap is the US one. Um, we've got disconnect, disconnect, which is UK, um, and yeah, a couple of European ones we've been involved with, um, and a Japanese uh, fixing a hole as well. Um, but That's yeah, we, the name we're... of the label, fixing a hole. Fixing a hole, yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> love that. I know where they got that. <laughs> <laughs> you know too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine talking to anyone in England that's not a Beatles fan, but you know, I, I suppose that's possible. Um, I wanted to ask you why you guys always get this term emo gaze attached to you because I don't hear, I don't know why they would. I mean, I can understand how people would think that the band's a little emo, but to me, you guys are like a I hate to use the term post-punk, but you're pretty much a punk band, like a, a with melody, you know? I mean, how, what's the emo gaze? Is that something that you guys decided to attach to the band, or is that all, me, all, all writers and media or what? I'm trying to remember where it came from, because I can't, I can't remember if it was one of us that said it first, or if it was in like a review or something. 
but yeah, I thought it was a sort of tongue in cheek kind of like you know made up term, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you, Steve. I think it's you know primarily a punk band, but there's sort of little influences of you know a bit of emo, a bit of shoegaze, but. You know, when I when I think of bands like Chris Gadu, Dag Nasty, Descendants, I always call them popcore bands, you know, because it's like not hardcore and it's not punk and it's got a little pop, so popcore, <laughs> you know. That's just the term that I like to use. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about some of your individual influences. I mean, if you want to go first, Louis, is there any guitar players that you've been influenced by, even as a youngster, <clears throat> as you've gotten older, or, or is there yeah. new guys that you like, or uh yeah i mean the, the kind of big ones for me are uh johnny marr from the smiths mm -hmm. like probably my favorite guitarist uh but also um james williamson from the stooges um and yeah i kind of i like lots of sort of i don't know kind of post-punk guitarists like um Trying to think like bands like Joy Division and Gang of Four and um, you know things that aren't too traditionally rock, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, there's uh, it's probably loads. Um, you know, actually, when you were mentioning Carlos Alomar with Bowie, he's an amazing guitarist, someone I really like. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I love also, Joy I love... Division, by the way. You mentioned Joy Division. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Fantastic band. Yeah, no, they're great. And um, yeah, you know, all, all sorts of things, really. Um, I love kind of Pixies and Nirvana and that, that sort of grunge guitar sound. and Sonic No Youth. classic rock for you, huh? Not really, no. I think I think because I couldn't, I, I just could never really play it. I was never really that good at you know shredding, or <laughs> I was much better at making kind of you know feedback noise and um, fuzzy riffs and things like that. So yeah, and I, I I think I've come much more from an indie sensibility into punk rather than a rock world. Yeah, well, you said Johnny Marr first, so he's a he's a pretty yeah. good guitar player. I mean, it's oh, it's like... unbelievable! Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what Matt has to say about this. <laughs> um, yeah, like for me, it's just a big, it's a bit of a mix. Um, when I was younger, it was um, I was quite into like metal, and um, so I was listening to. I guess like the drummers, like in terms of drums, I'd say like Joey from Slipknot, um, uh, Bran from Mastodon. He's he was a big influence. Um, lots of like that was just when I was younger though, like metalcore. Um, Travis Barker, I was a big Blink One Eighty Two fan, um, and then. Now I'd say um like a lot of like um post hardcore bands I get influenced by um one of my favorite bands is uh Touche Amore. Um so it's kind of I don't necessarily have like a big list of um drummers 
to sort of talk about but it's it's going to be just like a big mix of bands and like how they sound and and like again yeah i'm i'm into the alternative side of it as well um like converge a big influence on me like they're, quite a lot they're of, from around here actually they're from yeah. this area yeah yeah oh awesome yeah i saw um saw them they came to uk november i think so um you guys would do really well in boston yeah absolutely boston new york philly yeah you guys would do really well here yeah you know in detroit you know i mean i know uh louis mentioned james williamson you know i think that you know the detroit really appreciate that scene it's more of a garage rock scene but they appreciate like you know bands like you uh, it's really funny if you did you redid your bio and you put influences the smiths and mastodon i think that would be really good <laughs> well that's I would, like I, I need to add like that's um that was more like younger me growing up and you know wanting to it was like, funny though be... that was funny man i think it's funny <laughs> I'd, I'd go and see that band yeah 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 no i was uh that's back when i wanted like a million drums and a million cymbals um in my set and wanting to play fast and complicated and um but yeah that's um yeah sorry you, you know i got to talk to you about england a little bit because people in the states have different views i've only been to the U england once i stayed in kensington for four days i went to see what rough trade in carolina and i wanted the two but i didn't get to go all over the place but you know you got wales and you've got brighton and you've got manchester and you got birmingham and you got london but it doesn't look very big on a map. How can there possibly be so many bands from all these places? I mean, it's like every other person in a band there or what? I mean, I <laughs> please explain this to me. It's been like this since the 60s, too. It's not like a new thing. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that is especially Brighton. I mean, there's so many bands and so many musicians and uh, just in one small little city, but yeah, I don't know what it is about the UK. It's like every county or every kind of big city has its own like microcosm of, you know, bands and scenes and um I don't know I don't know why it's so kind of intense over here. It's sort of so small and compact. But yeah, like you say, kind of Manchester's got its own thing. Liverpool and they're only kind of they're so close to each other but they're wildly different and London obviously um yeah no idea no idea why that's the case <laughs> yeah I, I when I was young I'm, I'm a little older than you guys I mean I was into like my favorite bands when I first bands when I heard were like Black Sabbath Deep Purple and Queen and you know I was like wow and you know I know Deep uh Black Sabbath from Birmingham right which is like yeah it seems like it's like a, a, a very lower middle class kind of factory area, you know, and then you got and then and then Queen, they met in Kensington. When I went to Kensington, I was like, Queen is from here. I couldn't figure <laughs> that out at all. It was like so it's like it's like the States. But then again, a lot of bands in, in America that come from cities they're kind of like middle-class kids, you know, you got some, 
you know, smart guys in bands, but it's mostly a lot of guys that are like, you know, grew up kind of like, you know, in the lower middle class kind of situation, you know, I imagine in England, it's pretty much the same, right? Yeah, I think with, um, I don't know so much now, but it used to be, if you're working class, uh, music was kind of one of your, one of the escapes really of getting out of your situation. You know, you kind of, because of the class system, I suppose you're kept in your place. And so one of the few ways that you could escape that is to make music or art or culture or play sport or things like that. So, you know, I think that's why all of the best bands from, in my opinion, from the UK generally come from working class backgrounds. Um, I don't, I don't know about now it's, it's maybe a bit different, but traditionally, you know, it's like, you know, when I, it used to be like NME and Sounds and those Melody Maker and those magazines. Do they, those bands, I mean, do those publications even exist and do they matter anymore in the UK? Not really. I mean, Melody Maker doesn't exist. I think the NME is just online now. And um, I don't know. I mean, I used to get it in the 90s when it was like a paper and, you know, it was a big deal. And, um you know, obviously that's pre-internet as well, but yeah, I don't know. I suppose it, it, it's still a news resource for like music, but um, I think it's quite a different thing now. There were a lot of bands that I knew back then, like the Lemonheads, Juliana Hatfield, uh, Pixies. Those bands all became bigger in England than they did in the U.S. And then they became big in the U.S. You know, you'd get those, you know, NME and you'd, Evan Dando would be on the cover and be like, he's not even in any magazines in, in the U.S., you know. So, I mean, you guys kind of like. I mean, I imagine that these days English people are probably afraid of America anyways after, you know, what we just went through. With I don't even <laughs> want to say the guy's name because we can't get him out of the news. He's still in the news. It was like, just, does England look at the U.S. now and go like, wow, this is a crazy country with no leadership and, and insane people running the uh you can be honest. Well, I, I mean, we've had Boris Johnson, so I yeah. think, you know. Yeah, yeah we can. <laughs> hey, I would have traded Trump for Boris We're Johnson. Just any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were buddies we too. But, um, well, so so you've got like Hamburg coming up. And uh, is there a lot of tour dates booked in the UK for the in the future here, for the immediate future? So it's basically um, just doing kind of festival slots at the moment. So we've got, yeah, Hamburg, and then we're doing um, is it Right to Rome up in Bolton. Yeah. And one for the road. Um, and then we're doing a sort of big show in Brighton at the Prince Albert uh, at the end of the month. Who's that with? So we're, we're headlining that, and then we've got um, a couple of local bands supporting who are um, – I think it's Epsom Salts and oh, I've forgotten the other bands. Do you remember? Matt? But you guys yeah. are headlining. Yeah. yeah, it's um us and Epsom Salts and a band called B Bomb. Cool. Is there anything yeah. else that you want to tell your most of my people? I have like two percent of my listening audiences in the UK, so I'm hoping I can increase that a little bit. Yeah. 
with Harker, you know, <laughs> you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna take me to the top of the 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 British podcast airwaves. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other things that I may have not mentioned that you want to mention about the band? Uh, not well, really. Just uh, I was just uh, yeah. watch this space. Yeah, we've kind of got these odd odd gigs, but we're going to be. I think the plan is to do um, tours coming up, and obviously we've got a couple more singles coming out this year. Yeah, and, yeah. After uh, um, after having a big chunk of um, being on pause, it's like just yeah, trying to get back into it. Um, yeah, we'd love to play Boston at some point. <laughs> love to see you in Boston. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we, you should, you, you'll have to do the whole US though, because you want to go to California too, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a, I mean, you yeah. guys would do really well on the West Coast, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, LA. Yeah. You know, you could do the whole West Co Coast. There's, the, the, the type of music that you guys are involved in is very popular in America. So, you know, post-punk, call it whatever you, you can even call it emo gaze if you want, call it whatever you want. It's, it's, it's quite popular. I, I think you guys are a great band and I'm totally into it. And thank, uh, you. thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it very much. Thanks Cheers, very Steve. much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the, um, thanks for the kind comments and everything. Well, it's good see and i appreciate it <laughs> yeah you yeah i really you, your music's great man and i i do I, I i spent the whole week going through everything and i was like wow these guys have a great body of work so and i know there's probably gonna be a lot more now that you got louie yeah yeah we've um <laughs> yeah so i guess like the other thing says just keep an eye out we've got more you know singles coming up um probably some some more videos so yeah thank you very much <laughs> thanks very much all right cheers steve thanks cheers
Yeah, I love to play uh, a couple songs from some of these newer bands. Even though Harker's been around for a little while, to me, they're like a new band, you know? Wasting Time, really good song. Re I really like that band. They remind me of the the late American 80s, what some people refer to as the post-punk era here in the States, you know? Harker is definitely a band to keep an eye out for. Good players, good songs, good vibe all around. Uh, thank you, Louie and Mark, for coming on the show. Enjoyed having you here. Uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Twisted Rico. Like I mentioned all the time, we have exclusive content there. Same thing with the Spotify podcast listeners. You can sign up and subscribe for $4.99 a month to hear some of the things you can't normally hear on the show. And you'll be helping us out a lot. So, you know, we're also on all the social media platforms. I urge you to check out the YouTube page where you can actually watch the interview that I did with the boys from Harker. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, thank you for listening. Oh, if you want to reach out to me, by the way, twistedrico at gmail.com. I usually get back to everyone as quickly as I can that reaches out to me there. All right. Till the next time we say goodbye, this is Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. I'm your host, Steve Ricardo. Keep the rock and roll alive. Thank you.